Praise God. Hallelujah. I think it's Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> Thank you, Heavenly Father. Love you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, for today. We thank you, Jesus, in every way. We thank you, Jesus, that we're free. We thank you, Jesus, for eyes that see. We thank you, Jesus, for fresh new wine. We thank you, Jesus, that our faces do shine. Thank you, Jesus, in this place. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for great grace. Amen. <laughs> Glory. Let's start with Job tonight. Job 20, verse 4. Hallelujah. Shaka. Don't you even know the basics? How things have been since the earliest days when Adam and Eve were first placed on the earth. Job 20 verse 4. The good times of the wicked are short-lived. Godless joy is only momentary. The evil might become world famous, strutting at the head of the celebrity parade, but still end up in a pile of dung. <laughs> Acquaintances look at them with disgust and say, what's that? <laughs> They fly off like a dream that can't be remembered, like a shadowy illusion that vanishes in the light. Though once notorious public figures, now they're nobodies. Unnoticed, whether they come or go, their children will go begging on Skid Row. <laughs> The children of sin, a fruit of flesh. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Let's switch it up a little bit here in the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory. Job 22, 26, you'll take delight in God, the mighty one, and look to him joyfully, boldly. You'll pray to him and he'll listen. He'll help you do what you've promised. You'll decide what you want and it will happen. Your life will be bathed in light. <laughs> <laughs> to those who feel low, you'll say, Chin up, 
be brave. <laughs> and God will save them. Yes, even the guilty will escape. Escape through God's grace in your life. <laughs> Just say, I'm going to escape through grace. Amen. Job 22:26. We escape through grace. Shaba. This is wonderful. We're going through the joy scriptures in the message translation. This is Psalms 4 verse 6. Why is everyone hungry for more? More, 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 they say. More, more, more. I have God's more than enough. More joy in one ordinary day. <laughs> Psalms 9 1. I'm thanking you, God, from a full heart. I'm writing the book on your wonders. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I'm whistling. I'm laughing. I'm jumping for joy. I'm singing your song, Most High God. <laughs> Psalms 19.7, the revelation of God is whole and pulls our lives together. The signposts of God are clear and point out the right road. The life maps of God are right, showing the way to joy. The directions of God are plain and easy on the eyes. God's reputation is 24 karat gold. With a lifetime guarantee. <laughs> That's Psalms 19.7. God's reputation is 24 karat gold. With a lifetime guarantee. The decisions of God are accurate down to the ninth degree. Psalms 28, verse 6. Blessed be God. He heard me praying. He proved he's on my side. I've thrown my lot in with him. Now I'm jumping for joy. <laughs> and shouting and singing my thanks to him. Psalms 33. 20. We're depending on God. He's everything we need. What's more, our hearts brim with joy since we've taken for our own 
His holy name. Love us, God. With all you've got. That's what we're depending on. <laughs> Love us, God. That's all we got. That's what we're depending on. Wow. Shaka. Psalms 45:13. Her wedding dress is dazzling, lined with gold by the weavers. All her dresses and robes are woven with gold. She is led to the king, followed by her virgin companions, a procession of joy and laughter. It's important, you know, the path of life that shines ever brighter, the going from glory to glory, is a procession of joy and laughter. Psalms 45:13, the way to the king, the ascension of the Holy Ghost, is an ever-increasing joy and laughter in your spirit, soul, mind, and body. Amen. It is a grand entrance to the king's palace. What is the entrance to the king's palace? The Bible says in Psalms 45, joy and laughter. You can't get in without it. Without joy and laughter, there's no entrance into heaven. You start right here, guys. Psalms 46, verse 4, the river and its fountains, they splash for joy. <laughs> the river and its fountains, they splash for joy, cooling God's city. So the air conditioner of heavenly Jerusalem is the river. Amen. Psalm 46.4 This sacred haunt of the Most High God lives here. The streets are safe. God at your service from crack of dawn. Godless nations rant and rave. Kings and kingdoms threaten. But earth does anything he says. Psalms 48 verse 1 God, majestic, praise abounds in our God city. His sacred mountain breathtaking in its heights, earth's joy. Zion mountain looms in the north, city of the world king. God in his citadel peaks, impregnable. Which means can't be touched. <laughs> that is a good one there. Psalms 48. I think we need to hear that one again. God. 
majestic. Praise abounds in our God city. His sacred mountain, breathtaking in its heights, Earth's joy. Zion mountain looms in the north. The city of the world king. God in his citadel peaks is impregnable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for daily bread. Let those tuning in be nourished in their spirit. Let there be grace and oil poured on each head, into your ears, into your eyes, into your forehead, upon your faces, the oil of joy, the salvation anointing of Jesus Christ's Holy Spirit come upon you and build up your spirit with his word and forgive all your sins with his blood and clear the path to your ascension by his spirit. We thank you, Father, for increase of your glory in each in every person here. Thank you for your precious sons and daughters in this place. <laughs> Lord, let us grow in the glow, in the know of the Holy Flow. I pray for deliverance from the world. I pray for deliverance from sin and confusion and bondage and deliverance from unbelief. I pray for angel armies that obey God's word to help these souls become more spiritual and to practice the Holy Ghost in their very spirit and practice righteousness pleasing to God. Teach us a greater wisdom. Teach us the communication of the wise. Teach us your ways and your thoughts. Impart them and write them on our spirit. And let anything that's in the way burn today in the greater glory. Psalms 60. Three, verse 9 those who are out to get me are marked for doom those that have been praying for my downfall you have lost Amen. <laughs> let them know and let them be baptized. You know what the Holy Spirit's been talking to me about the last couple days? It's always Noah wisdom. It's always water wisdom. There's no salvation or life apart from the waters of heaven. It's the salvation of the world, so it's always Noah wisdom. 
and he was telling me about the days of Noah and the destruction of the wicked. <laughs> He's like, what's very important to him now is the annihilation of the sons and daughters of Satan. That's a big deal. They're the ones causing all your problems. They're the ones ripping you off in your tax system. Oh, awfully silent in your now. They're the ones lying to you. They're the ones deceiving you and casting spells upon you. The sons and daughters of Satan. And the living waters mean business, even total annihilation. Remember, in the days of Noah, the Nephilim were the sons of the watchers. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. It's the destruction of Satan's sons. There's a lot of things going on in the days of Noah. So it is complicated wisdom. It is a lot. But one of the important aspects of the days of Noah was the total destruction of Satan's sons. In these days, the living water is coming like the days of Noah to destroy the sons of Satan. In politics, on seven mountains, especially in religion, the sons of the devil are everywhere in the covenant religion of Christianity. Everywhere. Because that's the main place that you could possibly get saved and grow in the glory. And have a personal, intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost, get discipled in the kingdom of heaven, and do damage to the devil. So he has set himself up in the house of God, the Antichrist, who comes in the guise of Christ, that sets himself up where? In the temple. Where's the temple? You got it right there. You're in it listening to the word in your body, the temple of the Holy Ghost. So Satan has to decrease and the Holy Ghost needs to increase in the soul. That's where you go from glory to glory in the soul. And there is a decrease of the enemy. It's not even a question after you're born again if there's demonic influence. I mean, what is the wilderness? Even Jesus went through 40 days of testing of Satan and he had perfect, conceived of the Holy Ghost, genetics and genes. So he could overcome very quickly by the Spirit and by the Word that created him, that created his body. His body was created. Hebrews says, and God prepared a body for me. So it was a created body. That's the likeness of sinful flesh. But he was the creator in a created body. The creator came and let human flesh be spun around him as a spirit being. In Mary's womb, conceived of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, put the Son of God inside human flesh and was born in a body, wrapped in flesh, wrapped in the swaddling cloth, wrapped in humanity. He came in the same situation you're in and literally was born in the donkey's manger, in the manure pile, representing in the deep sins of the people. 
in the deep animal sins of the people. Not born in a palace, born in a manger, born amongst the animal manure pile. And so Jesus is coming into our animal manure pile in a fresh and new way with living water today. And he's going to set you free. And he's going to deliver you. And he's going to love on you. And he's going to tell you the truth about you. And he wants you to awaken in your spirit in a newness of life, an effervescence, in a champagne, bubbly glory. Some of these deliverances that we need as we go from glory to glory out of the wilderness of the earth into the angelic sphere of our promised land to rule and reign with him for a thousand years as it is written some of these elevations and deliverances they only come out with a breaker anointing of getting drunk in the holy ghost if you are in a funk you need to get drunk the breaker anointing is the new wine that breaks the old wine skin the funk is the old wine skin the human being keeping intact the old wine skin is a friend of the devil now the human being attacking the grave clothes of the old human nature by drinking new wine is a friend with god you can't have both and if you're stuck in between, the Bible says you'll be torn in half. That's why you got to choose this day whom you serve. God doesn't like partial commitment. You're all in or you're not in at all. You'll be cut in half. You'll have troubles. If you're in the world, you will have troubles. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. How many of y'all know we're not, we're not in the world when we're in the wine? Suddenly he transported me to the house of wine. A house of wine is not in the world. It's in heaven. So if you're in the wine, you're not having the world's problems. If you're in the world, you're going to have trouble. Be of good cheer. I've overcome. Meaning you can tap and put your brain on tap in the wine cellar, in your spirit, and start drinking the new wine and come out of the swine. Amen. You can come out of the earth and have a new birth. He paid the price on the cross for you to live in the wine cellar. The gospel is a cup that must be drunk. The world's temptations are to get your senses trapped in an external realm that's an invisible prison. Lies are invisible prison boxes. You have the keys of death, you have the keys of hell. Revelation chapter 1, it is written, you're the body of Jesus who holds the keys of death in Hades. These are the keys that open the boxes of the prisoners whose senses are still in the world, whose mind, whose eyes, whose ears, whose feelings are controlled by circumstances and not by the blood of Jesus. A disciple's feelings are controlled on the new wine. The world is a substance. So everyone's an addict. Everyone's an abuser of some kind of substance. Whether it be in the kingdom substance, the wine, the oil, the fire, the gold, or it be in the world, which is darkness, <laughs> greed, wickedness, perversion, lust, 
All of that is in the air. It can be drunk. The prince of the power of the air. Air is a substance. Does air fill your soul? Does light fill your soul? Or does liquid glory? <laughs> Assess the substance and the measurements of what's in your soul. The Bible says examine your soul to see if you be in the faith. Examine yourself. Word self is the word for soul. Look inside your soul. How many of y'all know the Word of God is keys to look inside the temple? Can you believe some people don't even look inside the temple? They're only looking outside the temple? How many of y'all know that's called blind leading the blind? And both fall into a pit. It is written. When you're God outside minded or godless, to be God outside minded is to be godless, because the God outside dimension is the demon face. Because there's no union, there's no knowing him. It's all iniquity when you're on the outside. It's the practice of witchcraft. It's the practice of sorcery. It's the practice of religion. It's the practice of evil. It's living as a sinner with the senses on the outside. When you baptize your soul out of your belly flowing rivers, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost, you're going from being a sinner to being a winner. Because you got a river. A river runs through it. And you're the spout where the glory comes out. <laughs> and you can always give your brain a drink. So that your faces are always encouraged in the countenance of the Lamb of God. Let us bear the image of the Holy Spirit on our faces. Let us not be distracted by the dead practicing externalism around us. Let us go higher. When I am constantly tormented by wicked sinners that practice religion every day of ministry, the Lord always tells me and encourages me to go higher. Go higher. There is a promised land where they can no longer hurt you. There's a promised land where they can no longer curse you. There's a promised land where they can no longer touch you. The Bible says, there is no unclean thing in higher elevations. They climb up the walls. The Bible says the wicked try to climb up the walls. They try to leap into the windows. They try to come into the eyes. They're always trying to invade the temple. Why do you need the full armor of God on, Ephesians 6? Because you're being invaded by darkness constantly by having a body on earth. And unless your spirit is clothing your body, you don't have any protection from the devil whatsoever. So we need our spirit so built up, so well fed on the bread of heaven, on the word of God, on the wine of his blood covenant. Like the Passover lamb, they covered the door with the blood so the angel of death could not enter the house and your body is the house and the devil can't come in if your mind is under the liquid blood and the glory of Jesus Christ. Darkness cannot penetrate light. Have you filled your body with the glory light? Have you made room for the glory? We got to make room for the glory. We got to fill our bodies with the fresh baptism. See, the days of Noah is that Noah is now living in the water. 
Noah has become a rain man. Noah has become the flood himself. So old covenant types and shadows, the Bible says first in the natural, then in the spiritual. He's not coming with natural floods. He's coming with spiritual floods so that unbelievers pretending to be Christians will be utterly shocked by real Christianity because they never walked in it one day in their life. But those that have known his presence and his power and the knowledge of the glory, which is the waters covering the crystal sea, have known the rising of the living waters within them. Their minds have been drinking the entire time that people been practicing false Christianity. There is a remnant practicing the living water. There's no life on earth. There's no new earth. There's no salvation except through water. Read the Bible. The Garden of Eden existed by the four rivers that watered the earth. Eden was produced by living water. Salvation is you must be baptized. Go in disciple nations baptizing. Baptism is water. You must be born of the Spirit and born of the water. John chapter 3. There's no mention of being saved from the devil or sin or anything in the entire book of the Bible except through Agua. H2O. It ain't in there. From Revelation to, to Genesis, there's nowhere in the Bible that you can be saved except through liquids. So the whole realm of the enemy, Jesus called the dry place. When a demon comes out of a person, just say, that's me. That's me. Um, all right. <laughs> the evidence that you've been delivered is you're happy about it. Hallelujah. The gathering demoniac boy, he got happy. Yeah. Yep. As you get delivered from the world, each and every one of you have a testimony like the Gadarene demoniac. It's not extreme. It's just for every normal overcomer. Because when you overcome the world, you're overcoming every single demon in existence. He only had 6,000. You have 200 million. You've been delivered from 200 million demons. <laughs> Amen. That's what an overcomer is. They've overcome every single spirit. They've overcome all the casts and elevations of the realm of the natural. How many of y'all know that the realm of the natural and the animal abilities of human flesh and souls are in different positions of power and influence on the seven mountains according to the caste system of the demon spirits, according to the ranking system of demons. The flesh is based on the rank of the fallen angels. That's called the manure pile. If you're in the flesh, you're in the demonic ranking systems and that's why you struggle with the things of the spirit. Some of you need to hear that because you don't have a clue. Because you're in the natural realm and you don't understand what's going on. Just blind. And the Lord wants you to understand the natural realm entirely called the fall is based on the ranking system of fallen angels. Now, if you come into the spirit, 
out of the flesh into the spirit, that ranking system don't apply to you anymore. Even a newborn babe, the least in the kingdom, is greater than John the Baptist. Greater than John the Baptist means you're not getting de decapitated by politics. Ask Herod about it. Chopped his head off in the prison. <laughs> the least in the kingdom, greater than John the Baptist, that the external principality cannot touch you. They shall trample serpents and scorpions under feet, and no power of the devil shall by any means touch you. It is written. Can't be touched. If and only if your brain... Your entire sensory perception system is in the spirit and baptized in the water. If your brain ain't in the water, you ain't saved from nothing. Nothing. You're only saved by water. It's clearly written in the word. And the water ain't there. The dry place is there. And the dry place is the realm of the dead. Egyptian hell. In hell, there are scarabs crawling through every dead person being constantly tormented. In hell, it has an Egypt theme in the realms of hell. It's true. Many of you are going to have prophetic experiences in hell. Was it 29 minutes in hell? A lot more than that. Oh boy, a lot more than that. <laughs> You know, when you're walking out here in the spirit, in the sauce, you're actually confronting hell continuously. It's like more like 29 years in hell. Instead of that one dude's book, 29 minutes in hell. It's like your last 25 years in hell. I mean, we could write a, I think every one of you could write a book. <laughs> Because the realm of the natural is the realm of hell. So now the living water is dealing with hell. The gates of hell shall not prevail. How many of y'all know the gates of hell are the human senses conquered by the living water? <laughs> Angels can't even work in the natural realm unless they have obedient senses or obedient souls natural men and natural women that are gullible fools to participate with the works of the devil almost entirely in ignorance. The mass majority of people cooperating with the fallen angels are in total ignorance. That's why the gospel must, must be preached and it can't be an earthly gospel. It must be a living water gospel. It must be a cloud of glory and a rainbow, technicolor, gospel of freedom, and it has to be completely angelic. You must give people knowledge of the glory cloud in the words that you're teaching them. Each word must have the impartation to put a cloud in their souls and to begin raining. And you rain right through the brain. Otherwise, they're already insane. The living water is your mental peace. The Bible says you have an anchor for your soul in the Logos written word. An anchor is only used in water. So if the word is not attaching you to the water, it ain't doing you any good at all. You're not reading it right. A lot of people don't read the word in the water. The Bible says you're only washed if you're in the water of the word. What's water? Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the living water. 
Which means everything you're doing in your life you need to do with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you need to invite the Holy Ghost to wake up with you in the morning. You need to ask the Holy Ghost to put your shoes on and your clothes on with you when you get up. You need to become like heroin addicts of the Holy Spirit. Or I'm done. I can't even move unless I get a hit. Just keep, keep that spoon and that torch right by your bedside. Some of you need to go out and buy a tourniquet. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to wake up, wake up by faith, and give yourself an injection. <laughs> and then just go around all day, whacked out of your gourd, like Jonah. Jonah got whacked out of his gourd. The gourd of the Lord. Mm. That's good to get whacked. I woke up a little groggy this morning. I don't even know why, and I don't care to know why. We deal with so much invisible stuff, it's just... You can't even fathom one person of it. But all God did was just get me drunk. If you're in a funk, you just gotta get drunk. And we got so drunk. Oh man, we got wasted. It felt like champagne, bubbly, glory. It was a new expression of freedom and lightness and carefree glory. So your spirit is doing a lot better than your brain's telling you right now. When your brain's crucified, you only get your report card directly from your spirit. And how many of y'all know those born of God cannot sin? Those born of spirit, their spirit can't sin anymore. Because it's got the word of God and the genetics of God in the spirit. So you're only getting good news from your spirit. The devil wants you to identify with your blood. And so you got 5,000 year old Tubal Cain drinking out of his enemy's skulls, telling you, you're not worthy. You're wicked, you're evil. Listen, man, I only get my report card from Christ in my spirit. My blood does not tell the truth. Your blood does not tell the truth. My flesh doesn't tell the truth. Your flesh doesn't tell the truth. The tongue, the flesh, is set on the very word of hell. It's a liar. You put the tongue into Christ in your spirit, the spirit of truth will speak right through you. But if the tongue is still connected to the heart, you're only capable of lying as human beings. The Bible says that. That if the tongue is not through a circumcised heart connecting to the spirit, there is zero chance you are even capable of telling the truth. Now, this is something interesting and mystical. The truth of someone circumcised can flow through animals. But they don't understand what's going on. They don't have the understanding. There's a sovereignty of the circumcised of heart that released the river. We read, yet what was it, two days ago, we read that the river is the dominion of God on earth. The river is the rulership of the kingdom on earth. The living water and the ability 
That's why it's an apostle ship. The ability to steer the living water over the natural realm is our rulership of the earth. That's the government of God. How is God here? Emmanuel. I will be closer to the brother. How is God here? The Bible says God's right here, right now. He's here with living water, invisible water. And as you drink it, the invisible becomes more real to your senses than the natural. You will doubt the natural realm. Doubting the natural realm is maturity. Doubting the ability of the flesh is maturity. Believing in the living water is maturity. We need faith in God's ability and we need to doubt ours. And God will come through you like a river and the river goes through your veins and arteries. And he's the puppet master. With no Pinocchio. How many of y'all want to be a puppet for the Holy Ghost? Yes, Holy Spirit, you are a puppet master. And they're, you know, people's stubborn, selfish will, they oppose that kind of surrender. They call it fanaticism. You can just feel the irritation of the selfishness as I say that. I want everything to be lost to control. The Bible says in Romans 8 that those whose minds are controlled by the Spirit are at peace with God. A puppet has to be controlled by a puppet master. And the Bible says you're all slaves to your belief systems. You've been slaves to sin, which means you're a puppet to sin, and sin is your puppet master. Or the Holy Ghost can come in through the preaching of the Word of God and the Gospel, and you become a puppet of His glory. And that's where true freedom is anyway. You know, when you're possessed as a child of God by the Holy Ghost, you actually learn God's ways by Him manifesting through you. So the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is the overriding of the natural senses, the losing of control to the control of God, which is true fruit of the spirit of self-control, which means it has to be the spirit controlling the body. If you have not lost control and you're still in control, you don't even have fruit yet. You have to lose control to the river. You have to, what does it say? Like Daft Punk says, you have to lose yourself to dance. Lose yourself to dance. Oh yeah. You gotta lose yourself. People dance when they want to lose themselves. You just gotta bust out a move. You're getting tempted in Walmart, you need to start dancing. We're wild. We're free. We're dancing in Jubilee. We're dancing for every eye to see. That's part of getting undignified, asked King David. You see this dance, you should see next week's dance. It's gonna be way worse. The religious woman, Saul's daughter, up in her palace, judging. All you do is have fun same reaction to the religious spirits to Jesus judging 
All you do is go around having fun. If you were sent from God, you'd be serious about religious acts. You'd be sad and miserable with the poor and oppressed under the religious spirit. You would submit to Satan, our Father, in other words. Pride is the evidence that the devil has already won in your soul. The humbling comes in the joy. The humbling comes in the laughter. When the anointing is poured out, those that are humble laugh and those that are prideful cry. You'll have the same glory come upon a people. Half of them just start crying because there's so much satanic pride in them. The other half will start to get drunk. Deliverance to the religious spirit comes with weeping. Revelation says they will weep and wail and mourn and beat their breast because they have crucified him. The revelation of the glory astonishes the religious spirit of unbelief. The religious spirit is what gets you to practice false Christianity. To look at yourself and self-assessment and self-judgment, self-justification, self-promotion, self-protection, it's all the most selfishness of fallen angel activity you could ever get into. But when the joy comes, it supersedes that system. The anointing bypasses the judgment of self. The religious spirit no longer operates and the person begins to look into their own spirit when they're around the anointing. So what was the response to the Messiah and the people that were eager to walk with him? To get around him and get his anointing. When there is an anointing, when there is an outpouring, the thirsty come around the source and they start to drink it. When Jesus started to pour out his spirit, when Jesus started to go around releasing the anointing, the thirsty of the earth came right to him for a drink. Their brains didn't understand it, but their spirit was drawn to him. Oftentimes when you come into the house of wine and you learn how to drink, and you crucify your stinking thinking and your natural man and begin to live out of your spirit, man, people that are thirsty for God will be automatically drawn to you like a magnet. There's a magnetism. The spirit and the bride say, come. The thirst is the magnet. The dry place is thirsty for the living waters. The satisfaction on God's Holy Spirit is the answer for everything that has breath in the earth. And it can only be drunk, it cannot be thunk. It will crucify all carnal intelligence. Just keep drinking. Gideon's 300 will destroy all satanic intelligence. There will be an annihilation of the wicked. Enoch prophesied. You know, his own son was the mark of the flood, Methuselah. Enoch said when Methuselah dies, it will begin to rain. That's exactly how it happened in the days of Noah. Enoch had a huge part in the days of Noah. 
He was king of kings and lord of lords in the days of Noah. Did you know that? It's true. The book of Enoch says the first king of kings and lord of lords was not Jesus. It's not true. The truth is the first king of kings and lord of lords was your older brother Enoch. And you're of his genealogy if you're in Christ. He's your older brother. He's your literal grandpa. You're related in the blood covenant to Enoch. Amen. And he comes, that is the lineage of royalty. That is the lineage of kingship. That is the genealogy of Christ, the generations of Christ. They go right through Enoch. Read the Bible. It's in there. In the days of Noah, Enoch was king of kings and lord of lords. It's a wisdom of ascension. It's a wisdom of God inside. Mind us how to rise above the floods of judgment and disaster. Enoch rose so far above them in the spirit before it came in the natural that he went up in the spirit and didn't even need an ark. It's the new covenant. The new covenant is going up in the spirit and not needing the natural protection of the old covenant symbolism, which really is religion. The ark is invisible. How many of y'all know that the new covenant ark is the new Jerusalem? The new Jerusalem is the ark of the days of Noah, of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the new Jerusalem don't have walls. Doesn't have any walls. The only protection, the only clothing, the only exterior is the Shekinah glory. The Shekinah glory, meaning that everyone inside the city has the knowledge of the glory. Do you guys know what the knowledge of the glory is? It's your brain yielded to spiritual intelligence. Knowledge of the glory is spiritual intelligence, a.k.a. wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. There is a wisdom from God in the Word of God that lifts you up into the presence of His glory. Corinthians says, what is the presence of His glory? The heavenly Jerusalem, the one city of God. Amen. I got to read this one again about the city. This messed me up. Woo! Shabbat. Let's see. Shabbat, Shabbat, Shabbat. Psalm 48, 1. God majestic praise abounds in our God city. His sacred mountain, Zion. So when you see that mountain within you, how many of y'all know you're seeing the rulership on the outside, but it's on the inside first? Because you're in original design. The confusion is the external. That, that's what dies. To rule the external, you must be in the internal God city, the kingdom of heaven within you, Luke 17, 21. To be in the heavenly Jerusalem, I'll just tell you, about you know, 15 years ago or so, I went and saw Bob Jones over in Wisconsin. And after he got done talking, and Bobby Connor was there, and Jeff Jansen was there, uh, they came up and they prayed for me. And I came out of body, and I was 20 feet over my body, looking down into my body, and in my body, and it was in my belly, was a mountain of fire. 
and I looked at me and I was an angel. And I saw the rainbow in my angel. I was a light being, an angelic being. I saw the new creature clearly. I could look at my light being. I could look at everything. And then I, there was a rainbow inside my light. He says, that's how developed you are in the seven spirits of God. And I could see the rainbow. And the rainbow went right across my angel's belly. And when I looked down into my body, about 20 feet below, there was a mountain of fire in there. And the spirit of God says, that's Mount Zion. That's Zion. That's the kingdom. That is what you're going to manifest by your spirit. Tapping into that mountain. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the infinite reserve of heaven inside every single believer. You have the same thing. You have the same plumbing. You have the same programming. You have the same mountain of fire in your belly. You're also an angel with the rainbow in your angel's belly. Identify with the truth. The word is the truth. I saw an angel, a rainbow angel standing on the earth, standing on the sun. Having the keys. What is the key? The key of the spirit of you identifying and knowing yourself after the divine nature, which is fully spirit. And then looking down in your body and understanding the plumbing and the power and the plans of God to get his kingdom by your spirit cooperating with the spirit flowing through your souls out of your belly flowing rivers of Babylon destroying fire. When you see the mountain in your belly and you understand Daniel chapter 7 that when I saw the kingdom there was a river of fire proceeding from the king. The kingdom that the King Jesus Christ dwells in is that mountain of fire inside your bellies. Luke 17, 21. The kingdom of fire. Enoch says, I passed through ice and I entered fire. Second heaven's ice. Third heaven's fire. All Eden is made out of fire. All the tree of life is made out of fire. All God's dwelling place is living fire. It's not the kind of fire like sun and helium. It's not the kind of fire like in your backyard or in your furnace. It's the fire of his color. It's the fire of his light. Shekinah is the building blocks of the kingdom. Everything's made out of Shekinah fire. In fact, you are recreated as a new creature made out of the building blocks of Shekinah color. Your spirit is made out of Shekinah. He's the father of glory because he only fathers glory. The Bible says it in your spirit. So you're progressively being removed and growing in holiness by separating in your mind identity with your natural man. When you look in the mirror, you're not actually seeing you. That's why it says in James, quickly forgetting. Because that's not you anyway. The spirit can't quickly forget. The spirit's genius. If you begin to develop the spirit, you'll see face to face. But if you are an infant in Christ, then it's just partial. Why is it partial? Because your eyes are mostly in the natural realm. 1 Corinthians 13, it is written, Then we shall see face to face, putting away childish things, to walk as grown-ups or as angelic spirit beings with a huge rainbow 
in your belly, which is the infinite power of your Father, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Each one of you is getting a belt of truth or a belt of rainbow. So it's not out of your natural belly that flows rivers, it's out of that rainbow realm of the belt of your spirit that flows rivers. The rivers flow out of the rainbow. So the rainbow's all the way coming up through his head in Revelation chapter 4 because he's a perfect spirit being, a perfect son of God. And you are being made one too as you agree with the truth, progressively transformed by the renewing of your mind to materialize your spirit, to consume your flesh as an animal sacrifice holy and acceptable to God. The flesh is not a rejected sacrifice. God received the flesh sacrifice of Jesus, and if you're crucified with him, with all your flesh, he receives the crucifixion of your bodies to become his temples. Not every believer's body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Quite contrary. You have to make room for the glory. You have to be an obedient love slave. You can't practice iniquity and be a son of God. He says, depart from me. You have to practice righteousness and holiness. You have to practice grace. You have to obey his word. He says, if you love me, you'll obey me. If there isn't a love, there isn't an indwelling. The Holy Ghost just flies away. The Holy Spirit only remains on obedient sons. The one in whom the Spirit remains, he is the Son of God, it is written. How many of y'all know he's the firstborn amongst many, the Bible says? Is the spirit remaining or is the spirit lifting? We need to serve the Holy Ghost because our eternal life depends on it. Everything else is a distraction. Get it out of you. Success in this life is obedience to the Holy Ghost. And it's ugly to the world. Oh, they'll hate your guts. The Bible says if you can do it, and you can, His grace is sufficient for all of you, you'll have a hundredfold in this life and in the one to come. How many of y'all know that the Creator is a lot powerful than men and women trying to manipulate you with tiny little demons on their brains? If you obey the Holy Ghost, it will go well for you. I have never seen the righteous begging bread. What is righteousness? Obedience to the Spirit of God. I tell you what, a lot of people, fear just eats them up. Mainly around fear in finances. Fear in provisions. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm perfectly obedient. <laughs> Wonderful. <clears throat> I believe your spirit desires perfect obedience. I believe the soul, because it's superseded by your spirit, can be sacrificed to know the same level of obedience that Jesus walked in. The Bible calls it zeal for the Father's house shall consume you. When you're consumed by zeal, you don't care about anything else. You don't care about man's opinions, their judgments. What are they talking about? You know, the ones talking, they're only talking because you're the ones obeying and they're not. You'll never hear gossip from someone more successful than you. Gossip only comes from losers. 
It's true. That's why they gossip. Because they themselves are cowards that won't go through the obedience to become disciples of the Holy Ghost. You can't get negativity from people that are more positive than you. They don't even waste their time. The negativity comes from the disobedient. You gotta come out of the manure pile. Don't surround yourself with losers. Surround yourself with obedient sons, obedient daughters that are walking in the path of the Holy Ghost. Don't surround yourself with unbelievers. The Bible says don't be unequally yoked to unbelievers, which means don't have friendship with unbelievers. You, how can, what does the Apostle Paul say? How can light share in communication with darkness? <clears throat> Unless, of course, your Christianity is darkness. <clears throat> and then you have communication with the realm of the dead because you're dead. But if you're alive, the Bible says you can't even have fellowship with the dead. It's not possible. Light and darkness don't work. Salt water and fresh water, not compatible. You need to come out from amongst them and be separate, says the Lord. It is written. You need to be holy. Holiness, without it, no one will see the Lord, which means you're going to hell. It's the truth anyhow. Without a separation from the darkness of the sinner, there is no salvation in the soul. Separation is holiness. Separate your mind. How do you grow in holiness? You know, holiness is the key prize. The high priest of holiness. Why is Jesus high? Because he has the most holiness. He has perfected holiness. The spirit of holiness is not optional. If you grow in any of the things of God, you always grow in holiness. If anyone continues sinning, they have never known him, it is written. Which means there will be an ever-increasing holiness. It's not perfect holiness right away. It is in your spirit, but it's gradual in the soul and it's gradual in the brain. So don't be too hard on yourself. This takes a long time. It was three years for all the disciples. And you got your whole life on earth to learn holiness. That's the meaning you're here. Success is growing in holiness. Failure is not. To not grow in holiness and to be worldly is a wide path of destruction. Come out from amongst them and be holy, says the Lord, and I will be your God and you will be my people. It is written, God is only the God of the holy, the consecrated and set apart for his purposes. What are the purposes of your life? Are they for God? What is your level of commitment? Is your life being lived for Him, His glory, His fame, His pleasure? See, we all need to be disciples. The whole nation of believers needs to come into a higher level of commitment of serving God in the holy glory. The holy, holy of holies glory, the glory of glories. It's a place of His Spirit of Holiness. The Spirit of Holiness is what the Bible says in Romans 1, raises you to a heavenly condition and state of being at the right hand of God and pleasures forevermore. Without the Spirit of Holiness, there's no ever-increasing glory because ever-increasing glory is ever-increasing holiness. Holiness. Let the angel of holiness touch your hearts. Let a fiery coal of holiness touch your lips and convict 
and reveal and uncover. We need to soften our hearts. There are stones in our hearts that will melt in the fire of holiness. There is a softening. Religion has hardened our hearts. There are all kinds of things we can name out that have done damage, but the holiness is the healer. Holiness is a healer. Holiness is a gift. It's not something that's earned. It's the participation with the spirit that Jesus sent into our hearts. The spirit that Jesus Christ sent into our hearts is the spirit of holiness. It's simply flowing with him. And the body won't want to flow with him and the bloodline won't want to flow with him and the soulishness won't want to flow with him. But you say no progressively to the world and yes progressively to the spirit who is the kingdom. What is the kingdom? Paul says the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit sent from Jesus. The spirit is the kingdom. Are you in the spirit? You're in the kingdom. Is your brain controlled by the spirit? You're advancing the kingdom. If not, you're against the kingdom. Those whose minds are not controlled by the spirit are not in the kingdom or living for the kingdom. Their actions and their lifestyle are anti-kingdom, which is what? Anti-Christ. Anti-spirit is anti-kingdom. That's what we're at war against, the people who claim Jesus, whose minds are not controlled by the spirit of the kingdom on the earth, who don't live and have a commitment with regular zeal as a normal son and daughter. Their identity is in the natural, so they're not a son and daughter of God. They're the enemies of God, and so we need a people, and a lot of them are going to repent. A lot of people just haven't had the discipleship. A lot of people just... The demons have tempted them with altars of complacency and obedience of lukewarm, watered-down, Laodicean Christianity. And so when fiery prophets from the throne of God and the Lamb tell you that standard is an abomination, that standard allows demons to rob your birthright and to present to you a counterfeit destiny scroll that's counterfeit closely enough that you can't even tell the difference. You can't even tell the difference if it's Satan tempting you or Jesus Christ trying to deliver you. And it's going to be clear in your eyes with the fire of God. When Zion touches your brains, it is a clear vision. Write it down and make it plain before the people that they may see the will of God written on a scroll for their lives. When you see the Word of God in your mind, you see the will of God for your life. Walk with Him in holiness. He will reveal all things around you. The path of the righteous is light. What's God's will? Walking in the light. You will see the light. It will illuminate before you by the Word of God mixing with your spirit. When you're walking on the water like Peter, you're walking in the will of God. It's living water. It's the illumination of the river of life that leads you. Is it a straight and narrow course? No, it's a river course. The water courses of the life, it is written in scripture. You control the water courses of life. It is written. Your life and God's will for your life is a water course. It's a water park. It's a water slide. Yeah. And it's not just water. There's lots of oil, too. Lots of fire. And you need to drink the wine in the water courses. 
Do not harm the oil or the wine while you're in the water park. <laughs> and it's okay to smoke the oil you need to while you're in the water park. Amen. Everyone with the glory bong doing Holy Ghost oil dabs. Yeah. Highly concentrated oil of joy getting whacked out of your brain because you have an adversary that's completely insane that's trying to shut you down from conquering the earth through childlike joy and laughter. Through shutting down feasting for your spirit. The more water, the more washed. The more water, the more clarity. Crystal clear and sparkling. When the brain is clear on the water of the word. What's the water of the word? The river that flows from the throne. The river of the voice of many waters, which is the prophetic witness. The prophet is the releaser of clear waters. Brings the clarity to the mind in Babylon the Great. And there's going to be a very, very, very clear picture between those bringing the crystal clear living word into the brain and those bringing a muddied, confusing word that aren't speaking from God's throne. We need to annihilate the voice of the false prophets and throw them down into the lake of fire. It is written. Destroying the works of the devil means destroying the false prophet, the beast, and the red dragon, which means those that communicate apart from the living water in their brain. They don't know how to speak from God's throne, but are pretenders and play actors. Prophets for profit that are not profiting God but only themselves. This is for the riches of the throne of the Lamb and the communication of His Word is ever more clear in our mouths. The discipleship of the Gospel is a clarion call, a silver trumpet in our mouths. There's a silver trumpet in your mouth to herald the Word of God. To speak and communicate mysteries and make them plain. It's only mystery when it's still in you. Once it's spoken, it's mysteries revealed. That's called revelations. Revelation is speaking out of the water into the natural and they understand. They hear the word and there's an illumination of divine intelligence in their spirit man and the carnal man in its value diminishes. If the eternal gospel is preached in your ears, the natural man's value goes down, which is called wisdom, killing beasts, natural man killed, and the spirit man that bears the image of God is built up. The value of the spirit is always intensified anytime you're hearing the true crystal clear living water of the word of God. That's how you know the false from the true. The remnant from all those with Jezebel and her prophets. Prophet just means the communicator of that God. We've mystified prophetic crap, but it just means the communication of spirit. You're dealing with false prophetic constantly every day of your Christian life since you've been born again. Constantly. Which means the communication from a different God. Communication from a religious demon. Communication from a charismatic demon, which is a Jezebel spirit. 
an iniquity spirit will communicate. And you need to grow in wisdom, which is the ability to discern spirits. The discernment of spirits is wisdom. Wisdom discerns every spirit. Where their source is and what throne they're talking from. If it's soulish, you can take it, tell right away. Most people have no wisdom to discern spirits. So you'll just listen to the devil all day long and think it's God watching all kinds of YouTube videos, going to all kinds of churches. How much of it's God? As much as it's coming from the throne, everyone will eventually know God that's left, but there will be a total annihilation, like the days of Noah, of the pretenders and the play actors that are communicating from the realm of the dead. An open sepulcher, who ran the churches? The ones whose brains were connected to Satan's throne. That's what the Bible says. The professional communicators from the church pulpits, Jesus Christ in the red letters says, were the children of Satan. The professional religious, Jesus said in the red letters, were the children. You are a brood of vipers and the offspring of snakes. Which means they had turned it into a carnal religion and the spirit was dry. When the soul is not drinking the living waters and hearing the clear word of God, there's no regeneration of the spirit. That's why they never became spiritual people. They died natural interpreting Moses naturally in their brains, good in their own minds. And they're burning in hell, tormented by demons to this very moment. And they can hear us talking on the surface of the earth about it right now. It's real. Some of you need 29 minutes in hell because you're clueless. Hell is real. Eternal damnation, eternal torment with Satan and his angels is real. And when it's real to you, it's healthy to get a zeal for the kingdom. <laughs> the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's not doom and gloom. It's reality check of the priorities of your mind. There's a reason why some of us are so zealous. It's because hell is so real to us. So that heaven is all we have and we're all in every day. And you're Laodicean. And you're lukewarm. It's because hell is not as real to you as it is to us that you are Laodicean. Which means you need an encounter. You need to taste the fruit of sin and lukewarmness to stir you up and shake you up. And I pray that for every one of you. Whatever it takes to awaken your spirit for zeal for the Father's house to consume you, come upon you all in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your angels are desperate to save you. Some of you have never even cooperated with your angels. There needs to be a working with the angels that administers salvation into your souls. The angels are the ones assigned to your souls to take your souls up into higher places. You can't rise without your angels. The Bible says in Hebrews 1, there's no salvation without angels. God sent his angel. Revelation 22. You know that's what it says? And God has sent his angel. Revelation 22:16. I Jesus, red letters, last paragraph of the entire Bible, 
Revelation 22, 16, I, Jesus, sent my angel to testify to these things for the churches. I'm the root and branch of David and the bright morning star. Come, say the spirit and the bride, whoever hears echo, come. Is anyone thirsty? Come. All who will come and drink, drink freely of the water of life. I give fair warning to all who hear the words of the prophecy of this book. Which means if you get into a gospel that doesn't, what was Jesus Christ's last words in the Bible? Come and drink. Drink. The gospel can only be drunk. And he gives a warning. If anybody changes the words of this book, all the plagues described in this book will come upon them. Which means if your gospel doesn't lead to the living water, you're more damned than anyone else. You're as damned as the devil himself. It's true. We need to desperately get into the gospel. Understand its liquid form. We need to understand how to drink. We need the invisible to be made visible by our faith in the word of God. Do you understand? It's the Bible that makes the spirit visible to our soul. The pure in heart will see God. How do we see God? We need to see the Holy Spirit. Once you see the Holy Spirit, you know, first you feel Him. I can feel the Holy Ghost. I can feel the spirit of holiness in this place. I can feel the passion of the Father for His sons and daughters to grow in sanctification, in holiness, in purity, and in zeal for the glory of the Father. For the fame of the name of Jesus, we live for him. To be a, a, a disciple means that our life is consumed for the fame of Jesus. The exact opposite is living for the self. And that's the mixture that waters us down. Most of us right now have mostly an understanding of these things. We're hearing these things, but we haven't had the experience of the full commitment yet. We're going to come into a, a place of fire, a burning, a baptism where there will be a greater commitment. And if you just want it, just lift your hands up and I just call upon the fire of God to consume everyone's souls for the zeal that Jesus walked in, for the glory of his Father, for the obedience of his Father. Let there be an impartation into these souls by the baptism of fire. I call down the fire of Jesus Christ into these hands, into these brains, into these blood, these bodies full of blood, and let it devour the blood of the animal sacrifice so that these bodies will be completely consecrated to do the pleasure and the will of God our Father who created us, who saves us and sanctifies us, for his purpose in the earth, for such a time as this. For such a time as this. We want to be the champions of this time. We want to be the ones used by God. I don't want to be used by any other God except Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I want to make certain that it's for the Father's pleasure. That it's the Father's will in the third heaven where there's no ice, only fire, only love, only pleasure, only joy forevermore only ecstasy and rapture 
In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father, for the commissioning tonight of these souls in the kingdom and the commissioning and the impartation is the fire of Jesus Christ's spirit. Let it burn. Let it burn in the bones. Let this fire bring deliverance into your minds. Let it bring visions into your minds. An increase of dreams and visions and revelations and intimate knowledge of heaven in your spirit. Thank you, Father, for each spirit conquering each soul and mind and the Holy Ghost in their spirit conquering these bodies. We are volunteers in the day of your power. I'll end with this. Psalms 110. It's the psalm of the Davidic anointing that's on all of you. The word of God to my Lord sit alongside me here on my throne until I make all your spiritual enemies a stool for your feet. You were forged a strong scepter by God of Zion. Now rule. He's talking to you. Rule. through Even though you're surrounded by enemies, rule as a scepter from Zion. Your people will freely join you. Resplendent in holy armor on the great day of your conquest. Join you at the fresh break of day. Join you with all the vigor of youth. That's the zeal. The vigor of the glory. God gave his word and he won't take it back. You're the permanent priest, the Melchizedek priest. The Lord stands true at your side, crushing demonic kings, crushing principalities in his terrible wrath, bringing judgment on the nations. Amen. Handing out convictions convictions wholesale crushing opposition across the wide earth the kingmaker put his king on the throne the true king rules with head held high we thank you lord jesus for ruling through this your body and your bride rule through us Destroy every spiritual enemy you have through this people. And let us have the understanding how to do it with wisdom's fire. Simply use our bodies and crush all spiritual enemies that bring wrongdoing in the nations. Let us liberate the earth by the possession of the Kingmaker, Jesus Christ. Amen! <laughs> Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give an offering to the Kingmaker tonight. Show how much you value and honor him. Financial offerings our honor to God, it is written. You honor God with your finances, with the first fruits of all your house. 
We honor you, Lord Jesus. Therefore, we are cheerful givers into what you're doing in Red Letter Ministries. Bless every cheerful giver at the sound of my, sound of my voice. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. <laughs> Glory. <laughs>